This show contains movie spoilers and swearing. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bite Size Cinema. I'm your host RJ McCready and for this episode I'm going to be taking you guys back to a year in 1991 to have a look at Kevin Costner's Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And joining me for the show today is my good buddy Kung Fu Dave. Dave, how you doing mate? Hello RJ, how you doing? Yeah, no, it's good to have you back on the show mate because... Uh, being a guy from Nottingham yourself, you can tell us all about this uh, this rogue from the uh, Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was, well, I was thinking, um, yeah, there's a lot of history in, in Nottingham and, and this film is probably quite suited to, to, to my sort of background. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, mate, because uh, you know when you put something into your phone, and it starts flagging stuff up, doesn't it? So I'll put in Nottingham, I'll put in Robin Hood. And then this morning, uh, something popped up on my phone. And it was like, Nottingham City. One of the worst places to live in England. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. I've read that before. It can be quite depressing, but... Yeah, it's, um... I mean, it's got... Because when you think of... Um, you know, you think of Robin Hood, you think of Nottingham and all that, then you? you think it's quite a, it's quite a romantic tale, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's a love story and all this sort of stuff and heroes, but um, Nottingham isn't looking quite so citadel romantic as it used to, does it? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <sighs> oh, I mean, dude. It, yeah, it's changed over the years, Nottingham. Yeah, it's got a lot. It's got a lot more, uh, you know, gentrified and. and there's a lot more cool swanky bars and things like that. Yeah. And the castle's still there. You've got the oldest, well, allegedly the oldest pub um, in England, I think. I think you've been there, haven't you, RJ? Yeah, I went there um, in a time when we used to be able to go out and do stuff. Oh, those <laughs> was, times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been 2019 I went up there and uh, I went to that old pub that you were talking about. It's like the oldest pub in England, isn't it? Um, the one with I think the. So, yeah. The one with the ship in it that you were talking about, you should never dust or something because otherwise oh, yes. you'll die. Mm. Yes, we'll, have, we'll talk about that later. It's quite yeah, we'll get story. into that. So what we'll do is, because we're going <laughs> to, we've got a lot to talk about with Robin Hood and we're going to talk a little about the um, origins. So what we we'll do, mate, is uh, we shall go to the Sherwood Forest. We shall play you guys a trailer and uh, we'll be back soon. See you later. A time of war. A time of homecoming. A time of tyrants. A time when the only way to uphold justice was to break the law. He gave the people the courage to fight.
Kastner, Morgan Freeman, Christian Slater, Alan Rickman, and Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And welcome back, guys. So the synopsis of this film is uh, Robin and his Moorish friend companion come back to England and find out that there's tyranny from the Sheriff of Nottingham. So he decides to fight back as a outlaw. It's a PG-13, it came out in 1991, and it's classed as a action-adventure drama. So Dave, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, mate, when did you first watch this movie? Well... <laughs> When I was a bit younger, so I mean, I was born in 1991. So, um, showing your age, yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, have yeah, my, my show uh, my age, <laughs> allegedly youthful age, RJ. But, <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, but no, I, I saw this film and uh, I used to stay at my cousin's house in uh, Nottingham. I think it was, well, it was a bit about 10 at the yeah. time, nine or 10. Um, and he had it on VHS. Back in the day, after those VHS films. Remember VHS, um, yeah. We spoke about yeah. that in the last episode when we was on it. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah, it's starting to sound like an old relic, isn't it, when you say VHS? What the hell's that? <laughs> <sighs> um, and, yeah, we just used to watch it, you know, before we went to bed. Mm. And it seemed to be a, every time I used to stay over at his place, it was, you know, my auntie would put it on for some reason. I, I don't know why, I just really, really enjoyed it. it was just, I think, I think the um, the concept of it being medieval and um, you know the, the action that's involved in it, and there's a bit of comedy humour in it as well, isn't there? And, and um, it's funny because watching it as a kid, you don't really pick up on the um, the how dark the film is. Really, mm, I mean, right. I, I watched it the other day for the for the purpose of this, this podcasting. It's some of the scenes in there and, and some of the stuff that happens. It's really dark and quite, you know, dreary, really, isn't it? For the um, yeah. for the audience, it's meant to be, uh, you know, viewed by. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, the, that's uh, history with it, really. the the film director and the producers really sort of really got a lot out of that PG rating, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? They really stretched the bar um, because in your first five minutes, you're getting arms chopped off, aren't you? You know, and. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like I say, along the way, we're getting to slow on, but you've got eyes being gouged out, you've got a horrible old witch, which has probably caused some people some nightmares. Um, you've you've got a rape at the end of it, haven't yeah. you? you know? I mean, that's quite... Yeah, it's quite bad. It is bad, you know what I mean? It's uh, like I say. But then, like you said, from 10-year-old, how old was I? I was... Uh, I think I was in my early teens when I watched this, and I, all that stuff went over my head, you know, and I didn't really feel affected by it at all, really. I just just saw it as some action, you know. Um, didn't really um, didn't really pick up on it up until, like you just said, what, re-watching this film, you think, oh, you know, it's actually it's actually quite a violent movie, isn't it? Un- underneath mm-hmm. it, all. underneath that. Um, Brian Adams soundtrack, which kind of makes it all sort of nicey nicey, doesn't it? I mean, extremely <laughs> <laughs> uh, romantic, I suppose. Well, yeah, but you know, going back to 1991, I mean, I saw it at the cinema quite a few times. I think it's about three times when going to watch it. Um, really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of people, now this is worth bringing up, a lot of people uh, criticize Kevin Costner. Because he's an American and he's got an American accent. And again, that's another thing that didn't really bother me when I was a kid. doesn't really bother me now, to be honest with you. Because at that time, I remember Kevin Costner from a film called The Untouchables, um, which is a similar sort of movie, um, you know, where, you know, you've got a small group of people taking on, you know, the big boss, you know, being Al Capone, you know, similar sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, was, uh, I thought Kevin Costner does a good job, personally. You know, it's it, this film kind of does what it says on the tin, really. Do you know what I mean? It's a fun action movie. 
doesn't really have to be taken seriously, if you know what I mean. It gets you from A to B. So yeah, I, I was happy with it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and, yeah. I, I think I think Kevin did a you know a pretty good job, really. Of, of, I mean, I suppose in that kind of decade of when they were releasing films, I mean, the big American actor, you know, was, was the you know it was a kind of theme, wasn't it? Mm. You didn't really get many British actors. And normally a British actor would be the uh, bad guy, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, an example, Alan Rickman playing the sheriff of Nottingham, and you got, you know, the American guy saves the day, doesn't he? Um, as you probably see in quite a lot of films during that, that sort of period. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Uh, that was quite, um, how can I put it? That was quite big at the time. And I was familiar with that, watching films, because I... I'd watched films like Lethal Weapon and Die Hard, um, who, which were, you know, American actors playing heroes and all that. So the American, because of obviously Hollywood and producing movies at that time, I was quite familiar with an American actor to play the hero because the mm. British film industry wasn't as big at that time as it is now. And I was thinking about this as well the other day. I was thinking, I was trying to think who else could have possibly played Robin Hood. And I was really struggling. I, I couldn't yeah. think of anybody else to play him. <laughs> Possibly Jean-Claude Van Damme. I don't know. That might put oh, a spell yeah. in the works. You know what I mean? <laughs> Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who played Guy of Gisborne is Michael Wincott. Um, right. And I did, I did correct myself, but he is Canadian. He's a Canadian actor. Uh, he was born in... Uh, Toronto um, but I think well in this film he puts on a, an English accent doesn't he obviously because he's yeah he's uh, Sheriff's brother isn't he or cousin he's his cousin isn't he yeah, yeah uh, he, um, he, he plays a very good um, villain um, I'm surprised that even when I was watching this when I was younger even now that he gets killed you know any spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen this but um, he, he actually gets killed quite soon doesn't he by the sheriff. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, he uh, gets stabbed. Yeah, and stabs I'm... him in the uh, the blacksmith or the sort of armory bit, doesn't he? And I think it, the funny thing is, is, the sheriff is talking about the quality of the Spanish sword, isn't he? And then um, the guy of Gisborne goes goes on to tell um, the sheriff that he lost Robin Hood. Um, you know, trying to capture him, and they lost him, and then. He, he goes around and kills him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And, I, and I, I suppose in some ways that is the... I suppose that's telling the audience that this is how ruthless this guy is in storytelling. Yeah. He is that bad that he will kill his cousin without blinking his eyes. You know what I mean? It just That's it. Boom. You're disposable to me, mate. I don't care. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of builds a story up to make him... Because, you know, the other thing about Alan Rickman in this, he puts on a great performance, and he's worth talking about just for a minute, um, is initially that he didn't really want to do the film. Um, right. He was asked three times, and then the third time he said, I'll do it as long as I can do it my way. And he, I think he ripped up the initial sort of screenplay for him and said, well, I'm going to rewrite it. And... Uh, he was helped by a comedian at the time. I don't know if you're familiar with Ruby Wax. She's, you know, oh, American yes. So, she, <laughs> so like basically, they... American lady. Yeah, that's right. They went down to the local pizza hut with some paper and they just went through what they were going to do. And a lot of the stuff's ad-libbed. And I think that's why Adam Rickman pretty much steals a show in this film. Do you know what I mean? Um, Absolutely, yeah. And the other thing about him is... He, 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 he never comes across to me as a. Uh, I suppose this is kind of like the nature, you know. Careful of your opponent, never underestimate him because he doesn't look like the sort of bloke that is going to kill you. Do you know what I mean? On first impression. Um, yeah, he's he's very sort of like say cunning and manipulative, and um, obviously before he did this film, he did um, uh, Die Hard. Um, so you know he's. Again, it's probably two of his most iconic roles in his acting career. Yeah, I mean, I think the similarities of 
him being Hans Gruber in Die Hard and the show not only being Robin Hood. Yeah. Prince of Thieves. He's got a certain style, hasn't he, really, Alan Rickman. And, you know, R.I.P. to him, he's, he died a number of years ago, didn't he? But, um, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic, fantastic, wasn't he? Fantastic actor. Um, yeah. He's kind of got that sort well. of... Um, nothing really goes his way, does it? Similar sort of thing for, as like the Hovland Screeber character in Die Hard, you know, he's... Um, I suppose Robin Hood is the same as John McClane, isn't it? He's a real spanner in the works for him. And um, he's, he's throwing in the same sort of quotes as the sheriff as he did as Hans, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Find yeah. out where where he is and I want his head on a plate or get yeah. this Hans. Cut your heart out with a spoon. Yeah. And then it's where his, co- his cousin just doesn't get his sense of humor, does he? He goes, why not use a uh, sword? cousin okay so <laughs> you just don't get it do you <laughs> oh dear so um so yeah talk about Alan Rickman so you know like I say he's, he's pretty much stole the show Kevin Costner we've spoken about him he also got uh, a really good supporting cast in here um you've got Morgan Freeman uh he plays his sidekick Asim uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastritonio as Marion. So you've got another couple of American actors here, haven't you? And uh, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth does a you know very good job of. I, she puts on a really good English accent, which I think works for the movie as well because she's an American. Yeah, she. Yeah, I mean she does a fantastic job of the accent, doesn't she? And uh, you know she. She does a great job of playing the part of Babe Marion, really. I mean, we were discussing the other day about that scene um, where he comes back from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> comes back from Jerusalem, doesn't he? And then uh, eventually get into Nottingham. It seems to take a, about five minutes from Dover. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Yeah, and he's 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 looking very well, isn't he? He's looking it looks like he's just at his clothes put through the laundry and a nice hot bath on that boat you know <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got he's also got rid of that sort of Jeffro Toll look he had in Jerusalem didn't he as well you know oh yeah with the long shaggy hair and beard he must have had a shave on the way he should have just kept that for the movie do you know what I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably more of what Robin Hood probably would have looked like back in those times you know <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually. Yeah, definitely. Cause, well, I think obviously the, the movie has got to appeal to what is currently fashionable, I suppose. And yeah. Kevin Costner being this hunky man, and that, mm. you know, that kind of hairstyle he had then was um, what people had in the real world. Um, but yeah, you're right. He probably he probably would have had long, shaggy hair and a, a bushy beard, wouldn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. Back in medieval times, but. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I don't think he would have had a sort of nineteen eighties mullet. You know, um, I don't think they had those <laughs> no, back in those times. Left, left uh, a heavy metal band or something. Yeah, this is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you've also got uh, Christian Slater, who I, I was a big fan of. I still am. Um, he's one of those actors who's done a lot of movies. Um, but he's never really done anything that people sort of can just sort of pin him on. A bit like Kevin Costner, you say, The Untouchables or this movie. But Christian Slate has kind of been a really good um, really good supporting actor in whatever he does. And I, another thing I picked up on here is he kind of sounds like uh, Kevin Costner in this. almost like they've got the same sort of accent. Yeah, I mean, that twist, I suppose, with the story because... It's his brother, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we find out he's his brother towards the end, don't mm. we? Um, but I, funny, because Christian Slater as an actor, I always think that it looks like he never ages, does he? No, no, he's uh, he's got the gift of youth. Uh, it's like Peter Pan or something like that, you know? <laughs> he just looks the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he gets the He looks the same as he does then. He does now, maybe a little, you know, grey hairs or whatever, but he, no, he I, just, I, doesn't age. 
And I, I don't even think it's like, you know, because sometimes you say, oh, it's possibly plastic surgery or something like that. But I don't, I don't think it is. I think it's just a bloke who's just aged really well. It's um, a bit like you are, Jay, isn't it? Oh, really? Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, Dave, that's because I'm a vampire, do you know what I mean? That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm always hiding in bloody caves and hiding in the shadows. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you another act who's like that, just on a little bit of a segue. Is a guy who played Ant Man. He's, he's another oh, yeah. bloke that just seems to look the same, you know. And yeah, I don't know what it is. It's, must be something in the water in Hollywood or something, I don't know. He was in 40 year old wasn't he? Yeah, well, you look at him in that, and then you look at him in. Um, I can't remember his name now. His name's just gone straight out of my head, but it'll come to me later on. But um, yeah, he, when you look at his movies, it just looks the same now as yeah. he did back then. So, um, but anyway, go, 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 we've kind of gone from Ant Man to Robin Hood. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> same sort of thing, both heroes, all that sort of stuff. Um, the other thing that's worth mentioning here is the director. Uh, the film was directed by a guy called Kevin Reynolds, and he he did a film called uh, Red Dawn in the eighties, which is like a sort of eighties brat pack movie. It's got everybody in it, like Charlie Sheen, um, and then he went on to go and do Waterworld, which is I, I don't mind Waterworld, but it bombed at the cinema, so it's a little bit of a difference from this movie. It's got Kevin as well, isn't it? It's got Kevin in it. It's yeah. I I don't mind it. Um, I, I think it's a fun game. movie. Yeah, I think it's it. a fun movie. I think um, I don't know what it was. It, whether it just came out at the wrong time or whatever, I don't know. But um, but there you go. But then Kevin, what's interesting about Kevin Reynolds is worth mentioning as well with this movie. I think he's a um, historian by trade apart from uh, being okay. a director so he, I think he had a degree in history so he kind of knew his stuff about you know the, the time period and things like that because I mean it's done very well isn't it the, the Prince of Thieves the, the costumes and buildings and the characters I mean this I mean funny because none of it was filmed in Nottingham <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just quite I mean if they filmed it not it would probably look a bit different but um, if for the worst that is um, <laughs> but, no I think there's a, that scene uh, with the uh, a sort of a general view of the Nottingham Castle um, I was doing a bit of research on it the other day and um, it's not for very long but it's like Nottingham Castle and it's got like a sunset behind it yeah. in, in this film. But that was that was a castle in France. Um it's like a, like on last the show we did last time about Lord of the Rings. They did Helm's Deep in Spain, didn't they? And they've got this yeah. castle in France with mm-hmm. the, the um this film. But there's a fantastic p- picture of it and I can't remember what the, the castle was called, but it's, it looks like somewhere I'd like to visit. Yeah, um, it does actually, yeah. It's what what amazes me is the amount of like beautiful castles there are scattered around the world well you know with in France and Spain particularly um, but yeah you've also got um, Wardour Castle in Wiltshire I think that is um, but which is the Loxley Castle that's quite a nice looking sort of romantic looking dilapidated castle um, you've also got the Seven Sisters Cliffs, which are down in East Sussex, which is where Robin Hood obviously comes off his boat, as we mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, and then you've got some other places, I don't know, is it in the Cotswolds or something like that? Um, so yeah, so they've picked some really good locations, and whilst we're talking about the history books, there's a bit in it I watched the other night, and I was thinking, I'd like to look this up as well, because I'm pretty sure the Celts weren't about in this time. <laughs> I mean I can see why Hollywood loves the Celts and I think um, Braveheart did the same thing as well where yeah they got it wrong didn't they was it something to do with the, the outfit 
Yeah, I, so this sounds on me criticising, but I kind of like it because I think what, what the film guys have done, and I, I actually think it works really well, it's historically in, inaccurate, but it's like with Braveheart, all the, the Scottish were wearing kilts, which they didn't have, and then they had face paint like the Celts. So I think what they've done is they've basically taken every sort of bit of, um, like, uh, history from, you know, England, Wales, Scotland, whatever, and they've just amalgamated it. So they've taken a spear from the Celts and the face paint and a bit from the Romans, a bit from here, a bit from the Saxons, Vikings, and they just chucked it all into one, which yeah. kind of works in a way. But, uh, yes, I, but yeah, they've got to make them look a bit... Well, they're sort of uh, feral, haven't they? I yeah, suppose. that's right. I think it was just, um, it did make me laugh because I thought, uh, you know, the sheriff is just, you know, hired a load of Celts to come in and help him out. <laughs> thought, God, what's he got? A time machine going back. Scenarios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're very sort of barbaric. And they, I must admit, the Celts did look pretty cool. And I think they yeah, really they did look like that as well. Them. I mean, but they were fighting the, um, the Romans. And I think they even had a go at the Vikings as well and that, but um, that's a different part of history, obviously. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I kind of picked up on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which was pretty cool. And the other thing, um, this did really well at the box office as well. And it's, I guess they took a chance because this was made for $48 million. And that's a lot of money back in 1991. Um, But but it took $400 million at the uh, box office. And I remember this being massive, you know. Really did well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I suppose with the budget of that, you, you know, the, the high-paid actors and um, the sets must have cost an absolute fortune, you know. And yeah. your props and things like that. And there's that um, a scene, isn't there, when they're... they're the merry men have been captured and they're, they're looking to hang a few of them. Yeah. And um, Robin and, you know, Little John and the rest of the, the remaining clan sort of trying to inf- infiltrate the castle. Yeah. Um, and then there's that scene where it's really cool. He, like, he gets the bow and arrow, he shoots it, and he's like this background of this explosion where he shoots the flaming arrow at the barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that must have cost a fortune to make. Yeah. <laughs> it's from 1991. It's very clever that special effect as well because um, the way they've done it and they did it the same with Indiana Jones and the Last Crusaders around about that time now. So you remember that bit in Last Crusader when he's on the motorbike and behind him there's the other German motorcyclist that blows up and goes into the sky. It's quite a cool scene. Well that motorcyclist was about 100 to 200 yards behind him and it's just a very trick of the, uh, it's a trick of the camera. So Kevin Costner was probably stood quite a long distance away from that explosion. But the way you get the camera, it looks like it's just behind him. So it's kind of clever how they did that with the special effects and all that back in the time. But yeah, it's a, it's a great scene. It's really cool. It's like yeah. it sort of epitomises the, you know, the kind of cause that the guy is there trying yeah. to overthrow this. Yeah, that's in the uh, in the castle. Well, <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? You could just imagine that that scene on a sort of thirty-second advert, can you? Of like Robin Hood blowing that up, and there's a picture of him with a bow and all that, and it'd be like Robin Hood heart aftershave coming soon. Yeah. Or so like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a man's aftershave. It was like bird logs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah it's cool as hell and there are some really good um, like say some action shots in there isn't there like you say there's a bit where they get catapulted over the wall isn't it Um, oh yeah that's that's quite cool is she worth Um, it hell yeah you know (laughs) (laughs) just happens to be like um, some hay on the other side didn't it you know what I mean just just, that could have gone very wrong (laughs) I know, imagine if they missed the hay, God. They have no legs left, would they? <laughs> Just a pulp on the ground, wouldn't they? You know? yeah. That's the end of, you know, the end. 
Yeah. But, um... Yeah, like I say, the movie, it just sort of runs at a pace. It's also got a... It's got like a Merlin vibe about it as well, isn't it? Um, because the the sheriff's... Is that his mother, wasn't it? This is the other thing I sort of found hard to get hold of. It's just like, you know, God, is that his mum? You know, like living in this cave, like an evil witch. Um, yeah, she, she was really gross, wasn't she? I, I think the... Uh... The bit that used to get me was when I was a bit younger. Um, she, there's a bit where she like cracks this egg on a plate and then she spits yeah. on it and then she gets a long, long nail and starts scratching the yeah. plate and that sound just like makes me curl up inside. <laughs> it's really gross, but you know that, that's. I suppose that is what I seem to try to achieve is that this person. Well, I mean, like so, I, I quote. I quote um, my friend and fellow podcaster Ricky Morgan now because he says there's a lot on his show and I don't know if many of you are with Fulci the Italian film director um, but that is the sort of stuff they used to put together in the 80s with horror those sort of scenes right, yeah. you know what I mean very disgusting um, cheap special effects with some evil witch doing something like that do you know what yeah. I mean so you kind of got this like Italian horror scene put into a PG movie do you know what I mean and this is kind of where this film goes you know watching it especially for a review you kind of look at those scenes you think it's a bit weird <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah it's a bit strange isn't yeah. it? But I suppose that's part of a uh, she's some kind of fortune teller clairvoying kind of character isn't she like she seems to predict you know <laughs> yeah, she talks it. about the painted man that's it and Haunts her dreams and stuff like that. And obviously, the painted man is—they're referring to uh, Morgan Azim, Freeman. aren't they? Yeah, Morgan Azim, Freeman. Yeah. She's kind of got um, this, got this kind of. Mm, oh, I've seen my future. Fucking hell! Do I mean? Jesus, for old sheriff, you know what I mean? I know he's trying to get on with Marion, but any other woman, he sort of, you know, this is my mum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Like a little gremlin, oh. isn't she? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. That'd be awkward. <laughs> I mean, who plays her character? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, because... I always presume that was a real witch, you know, I hide. Under <laughs> <laughs> the woods. Yeah. Forest, didn't they, RJ? This is it, you know. It's <laughs> where the director, Kevin Reynolds, said, you know, just go and find me a witch, you know. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I've got you a real one. But, um, <laughs> yeah, she, she she certainly reminds me of the... And even her name's the same, isn't it? Is it like Morgana? Um, which is, again, you know, it's the connection to, to Merlin and the Excalibur and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's clear that she was inspired by it. Mm. And um, the other thing, I think we mentioned this the other day, and I never really picked up on it before as well, is uh, King John. He's not in this movie. Um, oh, yeah. And he's kind of left way out of it, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? It's the whole old sheriff that is, uh, you know, obviously taking full charge. But I think in some of the other movies, it's like the sheriff is kind of like the the rogue, but the, the king is ultimately taking charge. And it's kind of like they're a bit of a tag team, aren't they, in, in, in storybooks, I think. Yeah, I think, I think with this... Uh Especially with maybe if they included the King John, I think maybe it would have been overkill with what they were trying to achieve with the film. Yeah, and especially Alan Rickman being the sheriff, you know, such a big actor, isn't he? A strong character. I think maybe if they got someone else to play in King John as well, I think maybe they would have had a, I don't know, maybe a, be, maybe been a bit too much, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um... I guess, um, it, like I say, with filmmaking, producing, and that's where they've got it right, haven't they? They're exactly that. They're probably thinking, we don't want to sort of overdouse this too much. Let's just concentrate on one character. And, yeah. um, you know, again, watching the film, I, I think the film's just really great. You know, I'm not just saying that. I just think that it really does move from A to B, and it tells a really good story for what it is, you know. Um, 
even though it's not historically accurate, but, you know, I'm not going to get too hung up on that, do you know what I mean? So, uh... I think it's like a, it's just a good kind of chill out Sunday afternoon film, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if, you, if you're, a, I don't know, my girlfriend doesn't particularly like it, but it's that kind of action-y, chill out, you know, get get a pizza in, watch it. Yeah. And you've, and you've got nothing else to do, but, um, or, you know, if you're a kid, when I was a kid, it would be, it's always exciting, wasn't it? Because you've got this film that is, you know, talking about where, for me, talking about where I live um, at the time and all the the landmarks that I'd visit as a kid and it's like Sherwood Forest, used to go walking around there when I was younger, a weekend. Yeah. Um, Nottingham Castle, still there now. Um, looks a bit different to what it does in the film, but it's just, you know, a representation of seeing it in, in Hollywood is, is quite nice, really. Yeah, I see. Um, yeah. I mean, it's funny because when someone asks, asks me, you know, especially when I'm on holiday, we talk, I went to New Zealand a few, few years ago and when you meet when you meet people like in bars and restaurants and things like that, well, that's where you're from and you say, I'm from Nottingham. Yeah. And they go, oh, where's that? Oh, really? And then you say, yeah. And then I say, oh, it's where Robin Hood's from. And they go, oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I see. So right. they don't actually know Nottingham for what it is in, in the UK, but they'll, they'll, they know the connection between Nottingham and Robin Hood. I think some people think it, Nottingham's not a real place, especially if you're not from England. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you're, uh, you know, you're talking about, it's like you said, oh, I come from Oz, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Where's yeah. that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, like Tin Man, Dorothy, you know, <laughs> Lion Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, so I know that now. Yeah. It was like taking, taking the piss out of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, you, I say people, you know, get to know you all as soon as you mention the guy in tights with a sort of bow and arrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get where you are from now. That's it. So, um, But, yeah, it's... Uh, The other thing with this story as well is, um, you know, when when it comes to storytelling, is that it's a time of history where I figure that Robin Hood, after going to Nottingham and visiting and speaking to people and speaking to himself, is that Robin Hood's kind of abolishing a bit of a fairy tale here now. It didn't really exist, but I think characters like him did exist back in those times. So it's kind of like a story that's taken from different interpretations from the sort of 12th century in England back in that time, I think. Yeah, I suppose you could, you know, how do you, how do you compare it to something of the day? Like, um, I mean, Robin Hood, the character, had come from good stock, didn't he? He came from, his dad was Lord Loxley of Loxley Manor and, you know, and the sheriff and uh, the gang killed his dad. Yeah. So, and then obviously he's seen all these people that are living, you know, just during the Crusades, isn't it? And he's seen all these people that are living in poverty through mm. um, like a sort of a, a mini dictatorship from the sheriff of Nottingham and King John. But um, so he's sort of like, right, and he sort us out really. It's almost like a, it's almost like if you, if you compare it to Star Wars, let's say for example Star Wars, and you've got the Empire, yep. and then you've got the Rebel Alliance, yeah. it's almost like the leader of the Rebel Alliance, if you look at it in a futuristic perspective. Yeah. Um, but, you know, downscaling that a lot and putting it in Nottingham. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny how you say that, because it's, it's a good point to bring up that you spoke about Star Wars, because I think um, George Lucas took the story of Star Wars from these old stories, especially Excalibur, um, the Samurais, um, the Middle Ages, you know, in England, and obviously all those characters form part of the Jedi and the struggles and all that sort of stuff. So really, when you think about it, Robin Hood is quite an important story for um, storytelling in general, I think. Um, because you've got yeah, those, because you've got a bad guy, you've got the, you know, you've got the struggling rebels, you've got tyranny, 
Um, you've got heroes, you've got romance, um, you get characters who die who you don't want to because you know it's you've you've grown quite fond of that character. And I suppose the template of Robin Hood you kind of see today in modern day storytelling, don't you? Even in say like the Marvel films or anything that new that comes out now, it's kind of the same sort of plot line, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, a, yeah. It, it almost all been embodies a bit of politics within the film, isn't it, really? Yeah, I guess so. And how um, politics is... Yeah, you should never really make a film political, but I think looking at that sort of time of, of history and what the politics was like then... Yeah, um, I, I suppose it paints a good picture of probably what was happening at the time, but in, in the version of Robin Hood and the story. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of like that. I, I came away with that as well. You know, sort of going a little bit sort of deep there, but I think things like that are worth mentioning as well in terms of um, stories and stuff like that. So, um, is there any sort of main bits in this film where you go away and you think that's a really good part of the movie? Uh, I think the comical aspect. I mean, <laughs> the bit that sort of resonates with me is that is that bit we were talking about the other day, where hmm. he he goes into Maid Marian's house. Yeah, and then, there's, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just with the one liners that come out, isn't it, from his from his mouth? But, and he says, um, "It was the it was her like what happens is basically Robin Hood goes into the the house um, and this sort of." You know, plump kind of lady steps on the balcony, and uh, Robin goes, "Oh, you know, I'm here to see Lady Marion," and she goes, "Well, I am, I am the Lady Marion," <laughs> and obviously Robin Hood hadn't seen Lady Marion for a long time, like since mm. they were kids. Yeah, and then he says, uh, "What does he say, RJ? Go on." <laughs> he comes <laughs> out with probably one of the best lines in the movie. He goes, "Oh, well, uh, uh, the years have been kind," you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and God, God bless him. You can sort of see he's hit a bit of a wall here, isn't he? He's, he's expecting, yeah. A, you know, yeah, sort of maybe an attractive, you know, looking Marion here, wasn't he? And he's kind of a fair play to him. He goes along with it. He says, you know, he says, oh, I'm here to protect you. I've sworn, a, you know, an oath with your brother. <laughs> and then, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, yeah. I was hoping to get some at the end of this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think if um, I think if we had like a fifteen rating for this movie, I think when he fights Maid Marian, because she turns up, doesn't she? It's all dressed in yeah. black with a mask. She pulls her mask off. I reckon if you had a fifteen, I reckon Robert would go, "Oh, thank fuck for that." <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 man I think I think I would have liked the film a whole lot better even back in 1991 if he come out and said that that would have been hilarious wouldn't it yeah <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear so no you're right I mean it's um, yeah it's it, it, there are some really good bits especially when um, he comes across you know the sort of merry men in the woods and he has his first meeting with uh, little John doesn't he and you have the famous scene where they're sort of jousting aren't they on the river and there's a little yeah. kid there's a little kid that he rescued earlier from the sheriff's cousin and then Kevin Costner sort of goes that's your dad and then the little kid goes yeah yeah that's my dad <laughs> like that and then Kevin Costner's like Great, fantastic! You know when he just starts smiling. Um, so there's like little scenes like that in it, which are pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's it's, um, it's very cheeky that moment, wasn't it, with a kid? Um, yeah. And <laughs> when they're sort of doing that, is it like a sort of big stick thing, something like a quarter staff? That's what they really call them. Yeah, it's like a sort um, of joust, isn't it? No, not joust, is it? Um, it is like a sort of quarter staff thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's just funny, isn't it? With that, I mean, this you know, sort of fight to kind of try and cross the river, and you know, one probably gets sort of beaten up, and then 
comes out of the water and hits him in the balls, doesn't he? And then he falls over and he's like, do you, do you? And then, yeah, it's just entertaining, I think. Yeah. It just brings a bit of comedy to it all, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. And then you've also got um, Christian Slater here as well, isn't he? He comes down and goes, a rich man from Narn, and we tried across the river or something like that, isn't it? And Oh, yeah. Oh, what <laughs> sort of incorporated the medieval song. Isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> and then later on, um, obviously he sets up camp, he, he, he makes an allegiance, doesn't he, with the Merry Men. And um, there's a little bit of Errol Flynn here, I think, because he actually goes to church, doesn't he, to basically go and see the sheriff. And he goes in as like the um, sort of like blind old beggar, doesn't he? Um, but then he reveals himself, he finds out that the, um, the church is basically sort of double-crossed him and all this sort of stuff. Then the sheriff comes in. Now, this is like... Errol Flynn, I think, where he comes in and then Kevin Costner cuts the rope, doesn't he? And then he just goes up into the rafters. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Whenever I see someone like that in a movie, I think, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty, yeah, it's great, cool, isn't it? It's done. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then he just sort of just points at him, doesn't he? He goes, yeah, it's begun. That's it. And then he goes. And that's when he said, I'm going to cut your heart out with a spoon, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then um, there's another good bit, isn't there, where the sheriff um, he, he gets upset, doesn't he? And he, you know, I want this Loxley, I want this hood. And then he comes out and he, he talks to sort of prostitutes, doesn't he? And he goes, You, 9 30, you, 10 o'clock, you, yeah. half 10, <laughs> bring a friend, doesn't it? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I think I. I've never understood that as when I was watching at the age of 10, but I think, you know, since I've got older, I'm like, oh, that's what it means. Right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but I suppose, again, you know, looking at the side of the times, there was a lot of that around, wasn't there? And whorehouses yeah. and yeah. Uh, brothels and it's like, you know, you watch Game of Thrones. And, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. They, they really, they they really went for it in that, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? Anyway. Couldn't exactly see um, Game of Thrones getting a PG rating now. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, there's another uh, there's another actor in this um, who I don't know if familiar with the film Oliver Twist, the musical version. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah, I think I know you're talking about. He's, I can't remember his name now, but he's in this as well. Um, he is plays, it, um, oh, the Artful Dodger, isn't it? The Artful he plays, Dodger. Yeah, he played when he was a kid, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so he's in this. And I kind of thought that that was quite a nice little tie-in. Um, something that went over my head when I watched it for the first time, but after watching it, I thought, oh, right, okay, so... He's kind of like a little bit of a homage, I think, to... Because um, later on, the sheriff says to him, who are you working for? And I almost wanted him to come out and sort of say, you know, like the... Um, Fagan. Fagan or something like that, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's it. Um, but I think, didn't he suddenly die, the uh, actor? Yes, he did, yeah. He died quite a few years ago now, I think, so... I think he had some issues with alcohol, didn't he? And, right. Um in real life yeah I think he suddenly died a little bit I think he plays that part well doesn't he the sort of stupid kind of he's got him and the other guy hasn't he yeah Um, sort of a duo aren't they and they sort of yeah there's the the other actor now he's he's one of those guys who you kind of you recognise and you see him in loads of other stuff but I couldn't remember his name but um, and that's quite a big part of the sort of supporting cast in this as well because there's a couple of other guys that were in. Um, they made a TV show called Mar- Made Marion, um, which was like a kids' TV show. And the right, guy yeah. who played Fry Tuck in that was one of the guys in this. So yeah, another, another like little tie-in. So. Um, but yeah, so like I say, the movie, movie sort of moves at a pace. They've got like um, kind of like living in an Ewok village, don't they? In the woods, I yeah, think. it's a bit of that, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's very, I mean, it's very cool, isn't it? You, you might stay over that, it's like a camping holiday, wasn't it? If you look at it, yeah. you might stay over there, like in the treetops and 
you know, got all the ladders and it's great. It's got like a sort of rope elevator, isn't it? That he goes down and yeah, um, he, you know, because he gets a visit from Maid Marian, doesn't he? And it kind of like I like it when he's his mate, isn't it? He's the guy's had his eyes um, gouged out. He goes, I can't see anything, but I think she fancies you. Duncan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Duncan, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Duncan is a is a loaf of stale bread. Don't get indigestion. <laughs> oh, yeah, bread. yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I say, he's, he, he, this is where he's set up camp, isn't he? And things are going his way, and he's he's kind of doing the old stealing from the rich, isn't he? and then giving back to the poor. But then, obviously, you got that scene now, isn't it, where the sheriff's men turns up, then in this way I said earlier, isn't it, get the Celts turn up. It's kind of like uh, sort of cannon fodder, aren't they? Yeah, like sort of what they call like suicide, almost like suicide bombers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're like the first like wave, aren't they? Kamikaze kind mm. of thing, isn't it? Just run in and get shot. Yeah. So, like I say, get some. You get a good scene here, then, and then you obviously get the sheriff's men turn up, didn't you, with the like the bows, the flaming bows. That, that happens in every movie, didn't it? You get guys that go around and torch the camp, don't they? Mm. Um, and then you've got the catapults, and you've got a rescue scene, and um, there's quite a cool scene here. Which is it where Robin he swings, doesn't he, like Tarzan? But then the rope's burning, and then he falls off. Yeah, and he falls off and everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, and then like, well, a few minutes later and sort of everyone's collecting their bits, aren't they? And mm. collecting themselves and thinking what to do next. And he kind of like, some sort of dramatic music plays and there's a big smoky background, isn't there? And, and he um, emerges from the uh, smoke. And, yeah. you, know, you can see his shadow, can't you? It's like a big... A big sort of projection of his shadow, and then he comes out, and he's yeah, all right. That's what I thought. Actually, I thought, yeah, I was just wondering where that light's coming from because it's like I say, he's got a projection <laughs> shadow behind him, you know. <laughs> Found a spotlight in medieval times, and stuck it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a spotlight in the middle of sheriff in the forest. Yeah, and um, yeah, so like I say, you've got the big battle, and then you've got the. Marion's going to get married. Well, she's being forced to marry the sheriff, isn't it? You know, it's all gets a little bit rapey, doesn't it? As we said earlier, you know, mm. I mean, it's a bit sort of close to the mark, isn't it? In the movie, it's a, it, I thought it was a really strange scene to write into this as well, you know. I just think, yeah, from, what? Well, there's all attempted rape scene. Yeah, I just thought, could have possibly just had it where he, she was getting forced into marriage and he was trying to sort of could have just been it really do you know what I mean but again I suppose they just wanted to sort of develop the character a little bit didn't they see how ruthless yeah. it could be I suppose with that kind of time as well and if you look at the Christian kind of element to it you know you in theory you're not technically married until you you know had sex isn't you really so oh right okay that maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to um but I think the directors will be trying to portray that as yeah. Oh, you know, this this sort of it needs to happen before we're married, and then I can, you know, become the king of England. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think that's probably what they were thinking of. But I think for the viewer, who probably has limited knowledge of that, I think probably a little bit like, whoa, what's going on here? Yeah. Um. But you know, I suppose it adds to you know, sort of it's a big contrast within you know, the sheriff's character. I think. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't say they portrayed uh, him as like a, a rapey sexual character in the sense that he visualised that on on screen. I mean, I know you've got that scene where he's got like 
he's like, you come to my room at 10 or 9 or whatever. And then, like you mentioned before, but I think, yeah, I think maybe that, it's not sort of like a wall, like, it's serious now, isn't it? This, this, this moment is, you know, it's, this guy's not messing around, is he? No, he's <laughs> not. He needs to get no. in there quick, doesn't he? But she doesn't have to worry because, you know, Robin turns up, doesn't he? And he comes crashing through the window and he has a sore fight with the sheriff, doesn't he? And then um, what I like here is there's like a bit that you see earlier on in the movie which becomes vital now, isn't it? Where Marion gave um, Robin that sword with all the gems on it. Well, not, not a sword, a little dagger, wasn't it? And he keeps it for himself. And then he uses that to to kill the sheriff he stabs him through the heart doesn't he and, um, puts him to an end doesn't he basically you know uh, sort of saves the yeah. day um, but the other thing I was going to mention just going back a little bit was there was a little bit of um, William Tell in this movie as well I picked up on which is another film well film which or story which I'm surprised I haven't turned into a movie or a big feature is when Robin, I think he, he, was it, he, he uses the arrow to take the um, the hangman's noose, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? To get him oh, free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he shoots it down, doesn't he? And I just thought, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it, it just it's, reminded me of William Tell, you know, with a sort of apple trying to sort of save the kid, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Shooting it above his head and all that sort of stuff. So I just thought it was a little bit of a sort of homage there to that story. Yeah, and I suppose it sort of, you know, portrays the accuracy of Robin Hood and his bow, isn't it? I suppose yeah. How, how lethal he was with it. Um, yeah, very, very cool. Eh? And also a bit where, a little bit, sort of, very, where they're sort of doing it, a couple of scenes where they're like training for, you know, all the merry man of training for um, whatever's to come. Yeah. And, um, Robin like shoots his arrow and then I don't know how they did it in 1991 but it's probably CGI but it, it, it follows the arrow through the air and it splits the arrow in half doesn't it yeah that's it yeah that's it's it I, cool. I don't know I, they must have I don't know I don't think they had CGI that much around them so I don't know if it's all like practical special effects or it was very clever hmm um but then, like I say, they they save the day, don't they, and get rid of the sheriff, and then get married, and then the uh, King King Richard turns up, doesn't he? And it's dun dun dun. Yeah. Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> King Richard with a Scottish accent. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like this big character from the film. He's, he gets yeah. about three minutes. Doesn't he? Three minutes, uh, or even less than that, three minutes on screen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I say, in all these movies, you've got, um, you got an American playing an Englishman being Kevin Costner. you got a, an American playing a Scotsman. Oh, no, no, no. An, Austra- an Australian a playing a Scotsman being Braveheart. And then you've got a, an English, no, a Scottish actor playing a an English, an English king, so yeah, so <laughs> bit of a mix up, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just wish uh, I don't know, Jean Claude Van Damme was in this movie somewhere along the lines, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, if you were to recast it, as, or if you were to recast Robin Hood now, yeah. who mm. would you think? If, if, say if they were to like remake this film, yeah. Um, exactly the same plot, exactly the same, you know, story. Who would you put in as Robin Hood? Um, I suppose you could make. A, I suppose you could go down the lines of like you know with Hot Files and Shaun of the Dead. So you could have Simon Pegg as uh, Robin Hood, and then Nick Frost as Fry Tuck. That sort of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And then everybody else is from the sort of... But no, I suppose, I don't know, I'm thinking possibly someone like Benedict Cumberhatch, possibly. Um, yeah, I think he'd be very good, yeah, definitely. I think he's kind of got that sort of 
Yeah, possibly. Especially with what he did with Doctor Strange, he can sort of play the action hero. Yeah. Um, he kind of comes to mind. I suppose you possibly have James McAvoy in there yes, somewhere. Brilliant. Yeah, he'd be good. Um, so yeah, I think we do have quite a bit of cast to play with. Um, today so, so pe- people like that um, I suppose you've got um, Tom Hiddleston as well yeah I was thinking him yeah but then I could yeah. see I could possibly see him playing like the Sheriff of Nottingham because he, he can be quite sort of menacing mm. so um, yeah um, but then they did um, Ridley Scott did a Robin Hood as well didn't he with um, Gladiator um, actor didn't he um Oh, Russell Crowe, yeah. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um, which I think is probably more of a sort of true adaption because I think you've got the King John in that, haven't you? Um, as I mentioned yeah, earlier. So um, that was quite a good spin. It's a, bit, it's a bit more gritty, isn't it? I suppose, and I suppose it's with the time. But it's funny you mention that because I remember they did a... In Nottingham Castle, uh, they did an exhibition for all the costumes. Oh, yeah. See all the costumes from, from that film. And they put them all in Nottingham Castle, which was quite all right. Nice okay, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I mean, like I say, on the whole, it's uh, it's it's a good film. Like I say, it moves at a pace. Um, like I say, it's got the Brian Adams soundtrack, which was 14 weeks in the chart uh, back in the 90s. That was incredible. That was just amazing. And I, in some ways, I think the I think that the song kind of helped the movie out as well. All the time it was in the charts, mm. so I think the, the the power of songs and that. And the other thing, the other thing to mention here as well, you've got a. Um, I didn't know this. Would I put me? Um, the actual soundtrack, which is by Michael Kamen or Carmen. Yeah. So he did the music to Die Hard, Leave a Weapon. He also did soundtrack to Band of Brothers, uh, which was one of my oh, favourite. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's one of my favourite TV shows. And when you listen to Band of Brothers and you listen to the soundtrack to this, it's almost kind of identical. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. So it's um, yeah. Just now I know it. I can't sort of <laughs> unlisten to it or whatever. So. No. Yeah. It's in your mind. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That is um. Well, I think we've probably covered everything about this movie, Dave. Um, I think we have, yeah. yeah. RJ, yeah. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's good, man. It's, I really enjoyed that um, going through that. Is there anything else you want to talk about with Robin Hood? Anything we missed out on? I don't know. I think we've covered the, the most important bits, really, haven't we? I think yeah. For the listeners out there to sort of, if you're thinking about watching this film, if you've not seen it, then it's really, uh, you know, it's a really good film. Um, if you like kind of medieval action films and yeah um i suppose it sort of started you know this trend of that kind of era those kind of films like i imagine peter jackson would have probably looked at this film and thought okay i can take some some inspiration from this as well yeah the lord of the rings trilogy yeah um so yeah it's a really good film uh, i'd recommend it I, i'd probably give it a, probably a solid Eight out of ten. Yeah, that's my personal, uh, you know, personal rating for it. But yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I'll give it. A, yeah, I'll definitely give it a thumbs up. It's just definitely a sort of Sunday afternoon after you had some roast dinner or something like that. Sit back with a glass of wine or beer or mead or whatever, and um, <laughs> or a, a baby sham or whatever it is you want. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll have a baby sham. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, if you want to sit down and have some baby sham and watch Robin Hood, mate, you know. So, you know. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Dave. It's been good, mate. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Sure, we'll be covering some... Um, we'll... we'll think of some more movies to cover in the future mate so yeah um, definitely yeah seems to be having our role of that sort of medieval sword and sorcery type theme but um, we'll get back <laughs> onto that so um, so there you go guys uh, that is Robin Hood Prince of Thieves if you just happen to have not seen this film go and watch it or if you have seen it hopefully you're a fan like us it's like I say it's just a 
great adventure flick. So, um, and all, as always for the show, just a little bit of admin. I am a proud member of the Legion Podcast Network, so please go and check out all the other shows on there. And um, if you want to find the show, um, I'm on most sort of feeds via Google. So you put in Bite Size Cinema Podcast Legion, you'll find me. Um, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. I've also got a Facebook page, so if you want to post anything on there, let us know any um, any films you want me to cover. Um, and I'll tell you what's coming up. I've got uh, the Karate Kid coming up with Dan Bone, which we'll be covering soon. And I've got a couple of solo episodes coming up as well. The next one I think I'm going to be doing is Falling Down with Michael Douglas. So. Um, a little bit of a deep movie but I think it's worth having a talk about so uh, look out for that so there you go Um, keep it bite size keep it safe Um, watch out for all those bow and arrows and stuff in Nottingham Forest so (laughs) 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 okay see you later bye bye then make sure you check out the other great shows on the legion podcast network like cinema psyops cinema b devour the podcast duncan and Bo come correct exploding heads horror movie podcast friday the 13th get slayed the hell Ming power hour hello this is the doom show hero hero ghost show kill the cast underwater kaiju from outer space jerry hates action legion after dark metal health obsessive cinema discourse Pick Six Movies, the podcast by The Cemetery, the podcast on Haunted Hill, the Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Witch vs. the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.